Welcome to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. Hey, I'm Jeremy Autry. We have a special guest here, Jeremy. It is back on the podcast, the James Neal. One and only. Welcome, James. Thank you for having me, guys. Yes. James is really carrying this whole episode for us. Um, We're very excited. Um, He doesn't know this. Just kidding. But we, we get questions like this asked a lot. Okay, it's the summer. People are always looking for a summer blockbuster movie that's hitting theaters to go and take their kids to. And a lot of times people will bring up, ask, like, what is, is this movie appropriate to take my kids to? What movie should I bring my family to? And we want to do that research and things like that. Jeremy, do you get those questions? A lot. And... Uh... Then you, then I get the flip, not the flip side, but another aspect of that is I get people coming up and saying, can you believe that this person took their kids to see this movie? You know, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opinions out there and fear and concern and questions about movies and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And that's healthy. That's good. Um, but that's kind of what we're, we're going to talk about today. And when we jump into this, it's important to know, especially with the internet now and being able to research, I mean, man, you can probably find, I'm not suggesting you do this, you could probably find the entire movie uploaded that's not even been released. Chuck, that is so illegal. I can't believe you thought about that. I don't do that, but I'm sure it's possible. It's sounding very much right now like you do. I promise you I don't. But you can also find out like details about the movie before you go and see it. So there's Plugged In is one that's an online movie reviewer from Focus on the Family. Right. Um, James, you have mentioned Common Sense Media. What's that? Common Sense Media is a website, and if you go to the website, they only give you a few times a month to search a movie for free. It tells you what's in the movie as far as violence, sexual imagery, and themes, mm-hmm. um, language, all this, even consumerism is in there as well. And But if you go to the Internet Movie Database, there's an app for that. Mm-hmm. And under each movie, when you look up a movie on that app, they have a section underneath it that has Common Sense Media's rating of this movie where it gives you the same information and there's no joining it. It's all in conjunction with that particular app. So it gives you – it's not based on Christian um, standpoints and viewpoints and standards, um, but it does give you some extra information that you can use in conjunction of something like plugged in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, because as parents, this is something that we need to be considerate of. What words do we not want our kids to hear for a variety of reasons? Um, not least of which is what words do we not want our kids to repeat? Yeah. <laughs> so, especially yeah. at younger ages, what images do we not want our kids to see? Yeah. What images? And words do we believe the Bible teaches us that our kids shouldn't hear or see. Um, So there's great value in being armed with that knowledge. Yeah. And being aware, especially, I mean, biggest factor being how the age of your kid and what what age they are before they're being exposed to certain things. And and, um, I'll use this as an opportunity to make a plug for a program that many people may not be aware of, which is VidAngel. And VidAngel is a app you can download. It is a subscription service, but you can link it to your Netflix account. You can link it to your Amazon Prime account. I believe those are the main two options. So you can, and what happens is it 
it will um, give you the option of blocking out certain, whether it be uh, curse words, blasphemy, it can block out certain scenes with sexual content, nudity, and um, so with some of a lot of the popular shows being available on Netflix, that's an option for you to filter some of those things out. That's commonly what we approach when it comes to um, parenting and the decisions we make of what we what movies we're going to watch. But it's not just about that, is yeah, it? That's the that's the easy consideration. Hey, is this word? How many times is this word in this movie? Oh, that's too many for my family. Do do these kind of images come up on the screen? Well, I've already made the decision. This is not uh, images I want my kids to see. Those are really the easy things to figure out and make a decision on for your family. Side note, you make those decisions for your family. Yeah. You don't get to make those for anybody else's. It's not your job to, to police that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but... Um, a bigger, mm, bigger might not be the right word, a different and equally important consideration is the message behind the story that the movie is telling. Every storyteller is presenting a concept, an idea, making a point, and actually usually more than one point. And sometimes as parents, we make sure there's not too many of these words, there's not any of these images but we never consider, hey, this is the ultimate message that's being presented here to my kid. And we let our kid watch this and passively consume that message. And this is a, ultimately, this is a form of training. We've let a teacher sit down in front of our kid and teach them in a way that's very engaging, very um, entertaining our kid hears that message and internalizes it, sometimes subconsciously. You know, we, we just finished up a lot of uh, a month or more talking about education and the importance of it and how you need to have your head in the game. We, we have to have our head in this game, too, because this really is just another avenue of teaching for our kids, and we're inviting these people who don't know Christ to teach our kids without ever considering the message that they're teaching. That's good. So, James, what do you think about coming from you, who are a natural storyteller? Yeah, side note. uh, So, uh, Pastor James is the education pastor here at church. Uh, So, he writes some curriculum, uses some storytelling in that. But he also um, heads up our Judgment House ministry here and writes some scripts for that and um, other drama things that we do here at church. So, and James is a huge connoisseur. Of um, of movies, you know that's kind of who he is. So uh, it's part of of his DNA. So um, and he loves Jesus, and he's our friend. So it make, makes him a really good guest for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love story. It's something that I love to watch, see unfold, and I'll use the word story. Sometimes I'll use the word narrative, especially when talking about the Bible, because whenever I say story in the Bible, I don't want it to sound like that was made up, because a lot of what's in the Bible is narrative, just telling of history, but it's done in a story way. It's done in a way to engage the audience. It's done in a way to engage people. And that's what storytelling does. It engages people. It gets people involved, invested in what's being said. And as a writer myself, when I come to the point of writing a script for Judgment House, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, 
there is usually a starting point of here are the themes that I want to convey in this story. And obviously, being that I'm doing it for a church, the number one is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then I put some other themes along there with it to tell as I write. But there is always a message. There's always a reason. Very seldomly do things happen within a story that are just happenstance Mm -hmm. or just there. They are written on purpose. There's a lot of intentionality that is in stories that a lot of people don't notice because they're not used to thinking about that way. As a writer, when I watch a movie, when I watch a TV show, I am analyzing it. I am seeing where's a writer going with this? Where is it heading? What are they trying to say? And that's one of the reasons why I love to watch them, uh, because it's interesting to see the things that are being said. But this is a natural tool. It's a vehicle in which a message is conveyed. And a lot of times people are not oblivious to the message, but they are not as aware because they see it only as entertainment. But it is not entertainment. It is a message. It it is entertainment, but there's a message that goes along with it. So it's not just some random thing that I can sit down and automatically check my brain at the door. There's more going on at this TV show or movie that I'm watching. There's a lot more going on and a lot of things that you're not seeing. Hmm. It's very rare for something to exist solely for the purpose of entertaining you. You know what I mean? Whether it's a movie, TV show, book, a joke, someone's a stand-up comedian, uh, usually, almost always, there's a point being made. Well, and if you look at it from the standpoint of it's using money. Anytime to create something, whether it's a show or movie, you have to invest money. And people who are investing money want something to be done. They want some return Mm. on their money or they want something to be said. Um, I think a good example of this, this is really random, but in the early 80s, there were cartoons coming out. G.I. Joe is the big example. Mm. And there was this show, and everybody thought it was just for entertainment. But the reason why that show existed was purely done so that they could sell toys. And they actually mm-hmm. admitted that, and Congress called them out on it and said, you cannot make a 30-minute com- like commercial. And so they, this was not for entertainment. Nobody sat down and said, well, I just want to entertain boys yeah. with soldiers and, and military storylines. It was, no, we want to sell toys. And so then they had to put on a moral message at the end of it, with which was when the G.I. Joe would come out and tell them, you know, don't touch that down power line. It could be dangerous. Or don't get into that refrigerator. It might not open back up. Apparently, and, that was a thing in the 80s that kids just crawled in refrigerators and shut the door. <laughs> right next to a down power line. Yeah, it was. You know? Um, weird. And they, so, but and they would end that segment by saying, um, and now you know. And knowing is half the battle. And by side note, <clears throat> our generation knows that line. And why do they know that line? Because they watch that show a lot. Yeah. And some writer came up with that, and it is stuck in our brain. Yeah. And Again, showing the power of a story and narrative. And I never, ever, ever got in a refrigerator and shut the door behind me. And I'm thankful because you're still here. That I is am. so good. Yeah. Yeah. And Chuck does not know the line. Now you know knowing is half the battle, and his childhood was not as good as ours. Thankfully, he did not come across any open refrigerators. (laughs) I'm here. No. I do remember um, 
the the theme song of Arthur the Aardvark. Do you remember that show? Did your kids ever watch that on PBS? Yes, my kids did watch that show at the same time as you. Gotcha. Well, I just know, like, you know, and so much of the message of... T- kids TV shows and stuff like that was, and they they literally had it in their theme in their theme song was believe in yourself. That's yeah, it. Like, yes. just you've got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to the. Okay, see that stuck to stuck <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. head, not GI Joe, but see that message of believe in yourself, mm-hmm. follow your heart, is permeating through pretty much every right. single kids show and movie. Yeah. yeah, you can do anything that you want to if yep. you set your heart to it. If yep. it's your dream, yep. you can follow it and accomplish it. That's right. Yeah. Never mind reality. And yeah, and else. you're the boss of your own life. No one tells you what to do. Like believe in yourself. Follow your heart. But see these. Uh, so um, Arthur Ardvart, he was not something that was on your parents' radar. Oh, no. Hey, Arthur never cusses. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Arthur doesn't have any... He did clench his fist and almost punch someone. <laughs> almost time. punched yeah. someone. Yeah. On G.I. Joe, they punch somebody in every episode. <laughs> so, you're, as a parent, you're thinking, hey, this is an Oculus. This is safe. I'll sit my kid down in front of Arthur. And then your kid grows up. He's getting ready to go off to college. And he's thinking, why would I turn to God to find out what plan God has for my life? Arthur told me that I look inside. Mm-hmm. I listen to the beat of my own heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this message that was kind of an overarching theme of that show and a lot of other shows uh, that doesn't line up with what we would teach as a Christian standard, we were sitting our kids down in front of Arthur and saying, Arthur, would you teach my kid? And then that's what our kid learned. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there's a lot more messages going on that we're not we're not always aware of that really can affect us and our kids. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true for every I think every single thing that we consume there's a a message in there. Yes, and then obviously it trickles down to books we read um, the shows we watch, the movies we watch, anytime we are being quote unquote entertained, there is something going on as well. There's something being taught, and it's a powerful thing. It's a it's a very powerful thing. Look at the ministry of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus's ministry was marked with parables. In fact, even the people who are not a part of a church or know that much about Jesus, most of the teachings that they would be familiar with are the parables, mm-hmm. you know, the Good Samaritan. That's even part of our culture that uses that phrase, and that's based on a parable that Jesus taught. The mm-hmm. prodigal, same thing, um, a very powerful story in which Jesus was engaging the audience and trying to get them involved in that story. And as, you know, 21st century Americans, we hear the prodigal and we think, you know, that's a good story. But as the audience heard it in Jesus's time, it was a shocking story that they would have been very invested in Mm. because of the way that the son treats the father, basically going to him saying, I wish you were dead. Give me my inheritance. I want my inheritance now. I don't want to wait till you're dead. You're dead to me now, so I'll just go ahead and take my money now. Mm-hmm. And to do that, he'd have to sell land that had been in his family for a long time. And he, what does he do with this money? He goes off and lives a sinful life. Granted, listen, the, the people who are listening to this are Pharisees who are followers of the law. And as they heard this, this son doing all this, they are getting an emotional reaction of this kid is 
a punk. And, yeah. and when he ends up in a Gentile land, spending his money, doing terrible things, and then ends up feeding feeding swine, mm-hmm. again, the lowest of lows. Yeah. Like their audience would have been like, this guy is terrible. And then when he says, I'm going to go back to my father, they're all probably expecting this is going to be the moment where judgment comes. The reckoning is coming. He's coming to his father, and his father is going to lay into this boy. And when he comes back, Jesus flips the script. Jesus shows a picture of the father where he is forgiving, Mm. merciful, graceful. Mm. And that was the point that Jesus was making. It wasn't about the son. It was about the father. And that whole parable is centered around that message of this is who your heavenly father is. And it sticks with us. We remember it. And it's easy to recall. Mm. That is so good. So we're really seeing in the life of Jesus how he used the story, how he used stories in general to communicate deep gospel truths. So really when it comes down to it, we have to, I think we may have used this terminology on the podcast before, the difference between active listening or consuming and passive consuming. How would you describe that? Um, I stole this. I heard someone else talking on this topic and they, um, they used, they taught this. Um, the danger is when we decide to just be amused. We're not coming into this with our ears and mind trained purposefully to listen for the message and then interact with that message and decide if we agree with it, disagree with it, or part of it, you know. Um, and the word amuse literally means to not think. Mm-hmm. Muse is think. And uh, at the beginning, the letter A means not. And uh, so if we go into um, consuming any media and we're not going to think, I just want to watch this. I want to relax. I want to let my guard down. I want to enjoy this dumb movie and laugh. And I just want to be amused. There's time for that in our lives, but not there shouldn't be as much time for it as we make. Mm. There's a real danger in passively consuming media because your mind is listening to that message um, and your kids and you are being influenced by that message. And if you're just going to passively allow yourself to be influenced by that message, um, then you're sitting down in front of a teacher that's teaching something that possibly doesn't line up with scripture. Okay. So, James, you have something. Um, I was thinking about that. Um, we you talk about passively <clears throat> listening and turning off your mind, and you said you don't, and that's very true. Um, stories, narratives are written to elicit emotion. Mm-hmm. Any good story elicits some kind of emotion, whether it is tears, whether it is um, sometimes anger, whether it is excitement. Um, these things what dwell within us; they they build up. And if we think that we're turning off our mind, we're not because they, our emotions and our mind sometimes work hand in hand. And so what we feel and what we see while we're feeling that, we generally accept. And if we're not actively thinking about it, we just say, that made me cry. That was really, that was really deep and moving without thinking about what really made you cry. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be careful about that because if your emotions are being manipulated, any storytelling, anytime is manipulative. The writer is 
purposely trying to get you to a per- place for you to elicit an emotion. Mm-hmm. And what are you consuming when that emotion takes place will influence your thinking way more than you think. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And so that's why you, you can't be passive in this because your emotions are going to your emotions are going to be on the surface most of the time anyways, and they're going to be engaging in this situation. Important side note, um, we're coming at this from the angle of parenting. Uh, What do I allow? Who do I allow to teach my kids? What message am I going to put in front of my kids? Um, And an important point that needs to be made is you have to interact with that message, um, especially if it's one that's contradictory to Scripture. Uh, You have to interact with that message with your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but a side note I want to make now is uh, this isn't just for your kid. <laughs> yeah, You don't get to let your guard down. The kids are in bed. Me and my wife are going to watch this movie. Yeah. We're adults. No big deal. Right. You're being taught. Mm. And you are, uh, I'm glad you're grown and I'm glad you love Jesus. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming those two things are true. But you're not done learning. You're not done being shaped. You're not done being informed. Mm. And um, in a world where things are changing so rapidly and what's socially acceptable is changing so rapidly, yeah. um, we, we should still be learning. We should still be um, like the sons of Issachar. We should be paying attention to the world around us and, and discerning the time. We should be wise as serpents. We got to think through how we interact with this world that we live in. And watching movies is a great a great place for us to work out that muscle, you know, um, and li- paying attention to the message that's being made, figuring or being told um, the point that's being made, and then figuring out what we think about that and what the mm-hmm. gospel, more importantly, what the gospel has to say, what the Bible has to say about that message as adults, you know, right? Uh, uh, even when our kids are, are not there with us. So, my son is three years old. He can't sit still to watch something longer than 10 minutes, it seems like. So it's it's hard for us to um, do a lot of active consuming with him. So with especially with older kids and with your families, what does it look like to be, to be active consumers with entertainment um, instead of passively? If you're watching a show or a movie, like what, how do you teach this to your kids after watching something together? Is there questions you guys ask, or what does that look like? Um, Well, I think the most important thing to say is, uh, and um, we we should have some concrete tips, but the most important thing is, and this keeps coming up, uh, Pastor Chuck, in every episode we do, I feel like, the most important thing is to have open communication with your kid and then to know your kid, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So if it's regular and normal for you to have conversations with your your kid and you know the things that they struggle with and you're familiar with the way they think, that opens the door for these conversations, Mm. you know? But that's the work, that's the grind, that's the that's 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 what parenting is supposed to be. Gotcha. So if there's just this ongoing conversation with your kids, then it's going to be a natural outflow of, hey, I agree with some of what that movie was saying, but do you see the, this aspect of it that doesn't line up? Mm. You know what I mean? So you can't just <clears throat> not have conversations like this with your kid and then expect after you watch some movie 
all, all of a sudden it's gonna a switch is gonna turn on. You're gonna have these deep conversations, or you're gonna force it. Yeah. I never. We haven't talked since last time we watched a movie. <laughs> but let's break out our check sheet and walk through this movie. That's so right? good. That's so good. And a lot of times the, I think a good time to do it is pretty much right after you've seen it or yeah. watched it because it's still fresh in your mind. And you can even you don't have to be so clinical about it yeah. and being like, you can just say, hey, what did you think of that movie? How did this character, how did they handle that? What What do you think, was that the right thing to do? Or was that a really good picture of, what's, of what the Bible says? Or is this um, God's standard? Or is that even how things really work? Is this mm. something that we, do you think that's a good behavior that you should, you know, kind of follow or repeat? And um, knowing your kids too, like certain kids are going to struggle with certain things more. Yeah. You know, I have a 15-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl and a 2-year-old boy. And there are certain movies that, like, I wanted to, when I told and talk to Megan, I'm going to focus on how relationships work mm. as far as what's proper and what's right because she is a girl who has been very fascinated by relationships. Yeah. And therefore, she's 10 she doesn't know that much about relationships. Mm. A lot of what she's seen in relationships is either from me and Jenny or TV, which mm-hmm. is scary yeah. <laughs> about how they show relationships and all those kinds of things. So we want to talk with her. We want to interact with her. Hey, is that, do you think that's really how a relationship should be? Is that how, is that, was that a good decision they made or a bad decision? I mean, we're not like watching these deep relationship movies with Megan, by the way. Just want to throw <laughs> that out there. But, you know, it's amazing that a lot of the kids shows, though, even at a young age, mm-hmm. are pushing into, hey, relationships, relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, hey, yeah. breaking up, hey, this is what we do. And, you know, we're living in a very changing world where those things are starting to change, too, and they're pushing more of those boundaries. Yeah, if, mm. you're, the, if you're the parent of a girl, are our daughters are learning, hey, here is the appropriate way for um, a guy to treat you. Wow. Here's how relationships should look. Here's the things that girls should be concerned about, um, specifically as it pertains to the way they look. And here's the way you act if you want guys to like you. And here's where a lot of your value is going to come from whether or not boys notice you. Mm-hmm. You know, like... They're learning that from all of this media all around them. And sometimes it's the cartoon that's designed for, uh, for young kids. And so this, this is what they're being taught. And then we're very rarely speaking into that. And then when they grow up and um, go on to college or young adulthood, then we're like, why is she thinking that way? But we yeah. just kept putting her down in front of these teachers who were teaching her wow. those things, you know. Um, and that was the shallow message. You know, yeah. that wasn't even the deep message that the storyteller was going for. Was that was note. just the, hey, we want pretty people on our TV shows or in our movies. So those are the kind of people that we. Right. But we're allowing other people to tell our daughters and our sons, hey, this is what relationships right. should look like. And that's crazy when you say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But man, we're so busy. There's so much happening in my life that it's just a whole nother step. To do to go through this right. with our kids, you know. But if you step back and get the the big view of it, how important is it? Yeah, you know. So it's important to know what they're seeing, so we can have those conversations. Right. Which is why it's good to have families watching things together. It's it's good to make this a family event. And listen, it's getting harder and harder, right? Because 
on every streaming service has an app. Yeah. Every kid has a device and the opportunity to watch these things on their own. And uh, I, I don't mean to say, you know, you should only let your kid do this or your kid shouldn't have Netflix on mm-hmm. their phone. Those are decisions for you to make, but you have to be aware of yeah. all these streams <laughs> that are available to mm-hmm. our kids to be entertained and amused all day long, all day long. And all of those have a message tied to them. Because back in the day when we were growing up, there was a TV in the living room Mm -hmm. and that was really the only means in which these things would come into our house or um, that they would be exposed to them. And it was easy to see, hey, what are you watching? Oh, well, you're sitting in front of the TV (laughs) and it's in the middle of my living room. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have it on your phone Mm -hmm. and you can be watching it at, you know, at four in the afternoon in your room, if I don't know about it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so there's a lot of different ways yeah. you have to be more on your game. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have more open communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we wrap up, we're really close to time. I would, I want to say this. Um, a movie can have a gospel enforced and gospel enforcing message, even if it's not a Christian movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, as you're discussing the themes and the messages in a secular movie, TV show, whatever, um, there are gospel implications. And yeah. really, I think, James, you can probably speak more to this than me, but any story that's presenting good versus evil, there's a gospel implication yeah. in there. Any story that's also saying, hey, humans have worth, all humans matter you know all of those things those are gospel points Mm -hmm. truth is truth all truth is god's truth all things that are really true are true because god said so Mm -hmm. Um, and there are those themes there are those things that work their way into movies and tv shows that again are a great opportunity for you to talk with your kids and say hey this was not even I don't know if you even noticed this but this decision this person made or the way that this person responded was very much in line with what God was saying Um, and this is what God is saying or this is the gospel this is shown in a unique way and I've taught classes on this and you know um, and grow but it's something that I'm usually looking for if Mm -hmm. I'm going to go see a movie I'm trying to see where's the truth in this and then disengage the falsehood and reinforce the truth. Yeah. I remember James telling me um, after watching The Greatest Showman, which is a great movie. I can't stand that movie. Oh, it's great. And that song, Never Enough, remember? Right. Yes. That Jenny Lynn sang? And yes. that, that the gospel implications of, yeah, like every nothing in this world will satisfy. It's never yeah. enough. Yes. And I just remember, I still remember you telling me that, and I've never looked at that movie or that specific song the same way and yeah, there, is there was gospel. a lot in that movie I, yeah. i'm very tempted right now to go on a rant but i'm not going to <laughs> if you ever want to know talk to me about the great showman and i I, I want to go on a rant about it too because of how historically inaccurate yeah, it very, is i can't it, stand it, it very, oh. hey by the way it is very much a story um yes. it's yeah. a made-up story it's yes. not historically it's, accurate okay what i'm sorry it's, it's a, not I can't, it makes me so mad i know um but that's not what this episode's about uh speaking of we're um, which at the end of our time. So, uh, James, thanks for sitting in with us. And uh, I feel like we could have done this for another hour. I've enjoyed it. 
Chuck, good job. You're great. <laughs> Sorry you didn't get to grow up with G.I. Joe. It's okay. Hey, thanks for listening beyond to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us. But in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. See you. Later. Later.